And uh, this morning I'm, I've gone traditional. Do you like the lectern? And the laptop? It's, uh, I'm only using this because it can kind of have the laptop and we've gone old school a wee bit. Um, so welcome. We, we've been for weeks, it feels like, talking about the kingdom of God. And it's been incredibly exciting over the last few weeks. And uh, I, I want to I talk this morning uh, to some of you. You will have heard this several times before. Some of you will have never heard this stuff before. And it will be really, really helpful for you. And those who've heard it before, it will be a good refresher. And I'm going to need your help later on. We want to talk this morning about what we call in the vineyard prayer ministry. Okay? And prayer ministry simply is praying with someone else for that person. Okay? And it's very different to, uh, oh God, thank you for Chantel. She's such a lovely lady. I'm so glad that we're married together and... God, would you bless her this morning as she blah de blah blah blah. That, that's, that is praying for Chantel. But what we're going to teach this morning is very different and looks very different to that. It's prayer ministry. and it's, it, 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 There's another party involved and, it's, and he's called the Holy Spirit. And so when we pray for someone, we're inviting the Holy Spirit to come and to minister to the person that we're praying for. Okay, And so the backbone of vineyard practice is this thing called the kingdom. And our philosophy of prayer ministry is rooted in experiencing the kingdom of God. This, this, this heavenly touch here on earth. And Jesus broke through the power of the enemy kingdom. And he brought the kingdom wherever he went. So this morning we've talked already, haven't we, about when Jesus comes, who the sun sets free is free indeed. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And so the Spirit of the Lord is in the room. And the Spirit of the Lord lives in you if you're a Christian. And where he is, there's freedom. And right this morning, there are loads of us bound up. Like bound. Like literally with chains. Let's just picture that, uh, that, that metaphor of chains or ropes. It's like you're tied. You're tied to something or some things. There are things that keep you. There's fear that grips your heart. Only yesterday with one of our little, with one of our kids who comes down, he's like, Daddy, I need the light on. Uh, in my bed, in my bedroom, I'm scared. There's something, it looks like something. And, and, he, and he says to me, he says, Daddy, I hate the fear. I hate the fear. And it's his best way of articulating to me. He knows it's silly, right? He knows that there's not a ghoulie man or a... <laughs> or something in the room but yet there's fear in him that needs the light on and what did I say wrong I've said something wrong haven't I <laughs> not looking in that direction just going to look in this direction this morning so so you know and that and that starts early doesn't it but those things can grow in us over years and years and years and it's behavior and things done to us and things that we've done where we allow or the enemy comes in. And the whole thing about the kingdom is about being free of the kingdom of darkness. And it kind of is the bedrock or the, the, the backbone to everything that I'm going to teach this morning. Jesus, through 
the Holy Spirit is here to set us free. And I love the person of the Holy Spirit. I love it that over the years I have been prayed for many, many, many times before. And some of you are probably thinking, boy, I wish he'd get some more prayer. He needs a bit more. And I have experienced the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. And I've been healed emotionally of that. I've been healed physically by him. And he has empowered me and he's anointed me and given me the tools, the spiritual gifts and the fruits of the spirit to become the person that I am. But I'm still broke and I still need him to fill me, to heal me, to encourage me, to equip me. And that's what we need. So everything that we're talking about this morning is about receiving the Holy Spirit, but also ministering to each other in the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Prayer ministry is inviting the kingdom of God. It's asking for an experience, a taste from heaven through the power of the Holy Spirit right here and right now. And it is an experience. So for critics who talk about certain churches that they're into, oh, it's just experiencing the Lord. Yes, that's part of the deal. Because God is alive and he's not this dead person. He's alive and we get to taste and we get to see and we get to really experience him. So some biblical stuff here because I don't want to just give you a formula of this is how to do it and you think, oh, that's interesting. That's a bit of mumbo jumbo. Here's the Bible. Jesus developed a a disciplined lifestyle of devotion to prayer. So one of those days, Jesus went up to a mountainside to pray, and he spent the night praying to God. And you can read that time and time again through the Gospels where he went to be with the Father. Jesus prayed out of his compassion for his people. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. Uh, Jesus prayed for people based on what he saw the father doing. I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing because whatever the father does, the son also does. Jesus used touch. He laid his hands on people. Some scriptures for you. The people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sickness and laying his hands on each one, he healed them. Here's another one. He touched her hand and the fever left her. And she got up and began to wait on him. Another. Then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, will it be done to you? Another. Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. Immediately they received their sight and followed him. So Jesus used touch. When we pray for other people, we use touch. Jesus prayed by speaking directly to the condition. And this was very often when it was to do with healing. He spoke very directly and sometimes with few words. Here are some examples. When Jesus saw that the crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the evil spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. Another one, Jesus reached out of his hand out his hand and touched the man I am willing he said be clean and immediately the leprosy left him another one then he went up and touched the coffin 
and those carrying it stood still. He said, young man, I say to you, get up. Then Jesus said to, this is another one. Uh, yeah, this is another one. This, then Jesus said to him, get up, pick your mat and walk. Okay, so he spoke directly to the condition. Another thing, Jesus prayed by the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's important that we recognize that and realize that about Jesus and his humanness. That uh, when he was baptized, he went out of the river. And at that moment, heaven was opened and the Spirit of God descended like a dove on him. Okay? And so when we pray and when we minister to each other, we minister out of the power and the authority that the Holy Spirit gives us, those of us who are the ones doing the praying. That was Jesus. How did his earliest followers pray? So how did they do it? Those that went after him, those that he equipped, those that he trained. This is how they did it. In Acts, it says they devoted themselves to prayer. Another thing, they prayed out of compassion, which is developed through their suffering. They prayed based on what they saw the Father doing. The same scripture that we read earlier. They laid hands on people. Three examples. Paul went in to see him and after prayer placed his hands on him and healed him. Another one. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. When Simon saw that the Spirit was giving, at the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money. And so this was commonplace that the early disciples, they did the same. They spoke directly to the condition. Peter in Acts says this, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and take care of your mat. And so on and so on. And you can see very quickly there, I've skimmed over that, that they took the same model, everything that they saw Jesus doing. And they, uh, they did the same. Now, all those years later, are we supposed to do the same? It's a question. Are we supposed to pray like Jesus? Are we supposed to pray like his early disciples? It's a question. Yes, of course we are. Absolutely. And as a church, we wholeheartedly believe in that. Wholeheartedly practice that. And it's our desire that all of us, all of us who know and love Jesus, are equipped with the skills and the ability to be able to pray for other people. And I know several of you in the room are really competent at it. You're really good at it. And you've been on courses which have been taught much better than what I'm doing right now. And there are some of you here who you've had a go at it. And that's brilliant, but you just need a bit more confidence and you need a bit more practice. And we want to give you space and opportunities to do that. And there are some of you sitting in the room going, I'm absolutely terrified by that. I couldn't possibly do that. Why would God ever want to use me? And you need to get over that. I'm speaking quite frankly there. And there are some of you there that are just thinking, you are barking mad and I won't come to this church again. <laughs> and that's okay and God bless. And um, so here we go. There was a progression, and it is important that we do get this. The Spirit of the Lord came upon Jesus, and Jesus did all the stuff that we read about. 
But he gave the, the same authority and power to the 12 disciples, and they went and did it. And he gave the same authority and power to the 72, and they went and did the Jesus stuff. And then, before he ascends to heaven, he says to his disciples, wait in Jerusalem for the Holy Spirit to come. And we read in Pentecost in Acts 2, the Holy Spirit came upon all the believers and they went and did the stuff. And we are meant to do the stuff. How do we do the stuff? Well, here's the thing. I believe and I think that if each one of us were to offer this seven word question to many people, lots of lives would be changed. Here's the seven words. Can I pray for you right now? So the person tomorrow morning, when they say, oh, I saw me. And you're like, oh, you've been resting it, taking ibuprofen and all that stuff. It's like, that's an opportunity. So this stuff that we're talking about, although we're talking about it in church because it's safe here, because we all kind of, we pretty much think the same and we pretty much believe the same. It's pretty safe here. When you're there tomorrow or when you're there this afternoon with friends and family, these are all opportunities where we can pray and where God's kingdom can come. God's kingdom doesn't just come in the four walls. God's kingdom is coming all over the place. Wherever we go, he goes. Okay? So there's five different things when it comes to this prayer ministry. The first thing is the interview. It's a very, very formal way of sort of saying, what do you want prayer for? I want you to pitch, I want you to imagine you're a waiter right now, or you're a waitress. And so Phil's sat at the table, and he's looking through the menu, or he's not looking through the menu. And I go to Phil, I go, mate, what is it that you'd like prayer for? Nothing. Why do you come to the restaurant? You're... No, you don't have to make something up, okay? So... So that's the question. That's the interview. We're doing the interview right now. It's like, what, what, what do you want prayer for? It's, you're the waiter, waitress, and you're coming. What is it? And you need to discern, well, what is it they come for prayer for? You know, and there's lots of different reasons. Can we think of any? Shout them out. Come on, we're, we're friends here. What might you want to go prayer for? encouragement you just want to be encouraged you feel discouraged you feel burdened you feel whatever just encourage you just want to receive from the holy spirit for that great one call them out illness so you've come for illness and it could be a whole manner of different things someone at the back the healing so you come for physical healing good what else peace feel troubled and you just sense a sense of peace yeah Grieving, and so peace, grieving, all these, they're emotional things, aren't they? Different things that emotionally are going on in the life of a person where God uh, can really draw near to. Excellent. Why else might someone want prayer? Guidance, fantastic, absolutely. I, I've got a big decision to make next week. I just need God to really show me. Great, what else? To receive his gifts. So the spiritual gifts that we read about. There are four main passages um, in New Testament. There's other snippets and other bits as well. But God gives us spiritual gifts to be used for him by him. And so there is definitely an impartation 
of a spiritual gift through the laying on of hands. You read about that between Paul and Timothy um, on a couple of occasions. What else? There's one more. Forgiveness, good, absolutely, yes. I hadn't thought about that, well done. Is to, is to receive forgiveness, but also to allow and to help forgive someone. Because when someone's done something pretty bad, sometimes it's really, really difficult to forgive. And we need his Holy Spirit to help us in that. Good. Accept his freedom. Brilliant, okay. And so that, going further, uh, is, is where there's a demonic presence to be set free of a demonic thing as well. And I can't really, th- there's, there's lots of other different ones that we could use, but that kind of encapsulates most of them. So that's it. What have you come for prayer for? Okay. And then you need to work out, well, what is it they're actually asking? What is it that they want? And then you need to select your prayer. Well, how are we going to pray for this? You see, praying for someone who's just looking guidance looks very different to praying for someone who's got a sore back. Okay, if you're praying for someone and it's a physical healing, you pray in a certainly different kind of way. You invite the Holy Spirit to come, but then you do what Jesus did and you speak to the condition. And so you say, back be made well in the name of Jesus. But you don't pray like, oh God, would you come now and would you please heal Johnny's back? It's really sore because that's a petitioning prayer. You're saying, oh God, would you come? Would you? But God gave us power and authority to do the things that he did. Okay? And Jesus promised to us that we would do even greater things than he And so we get to pray in that way. We say, fever, leave Phil's body in the name of Jesus. Cancer, shrivel up and die and leave and rid that body in the name of Jesus. Because he's given us the power, he's given us the authority. We don't need to be praying, God please would you do that? Because it's a petitioning, it's an asking. So that's a very, very quick thing on praying for healing. But a lot of the time when we're praying, and we're praying in the safety of church, it's often praying for blessing, praying that God would do the very thing that's been asked for. And the way in which we would normally do this is simply this. I will not use Phil as an Will I use you? Yeah, would you mind? I hadn't planned on this, but come and stand there, would you? So we've done face the crowd. I'm not even going to make any jokes. We're dead serious. So, so we've done the question. We've found out what he wants prayer for. And if I didn't know Phil, I'd say, hey, mate, I'm Paul. And he might say who he is. Okay? Because sometimes you're going to be praying with people that you don't know. Okay? So you've done the pleasantries. You want prayer for such and such. Okay. Um, that's great. And then I would just say, Phil, mate, just, just you know, close your eyes. And, um, and he closed your eyes. And sometimes, uh, depending, and again, this is all what you sense, maybe God's saying. Sometimes I might just encourage someone, well, just put your hands out and just receive. Uh, not that you have to, all right? You don't have to do that. Uh, yeah, do that if you want to. So, so he's, in the, he's, in the, he's in the good prayer receiver position, okay? <laughs> and he's ready to go. And, uh, and it, you know, we just say, okay, I'm just going to pray now. And you just you put hands you lay hands appropriately, okay, on uh, somewhere. What? 
Well, I'm not going to say what would be inappropriate, Phil. <laughs> Could I have another volunteer, please? <laughs> and, 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 and so we would just lay hands, and I pray, and my eyes open. I just say, come, Holy Spirit. <laughs> We're kind of practicing, aren't we? I'm not sure whether to do this for real or not. <clears throat> It doesn't matter. We're just, we're practicing. We're practicing, okay? So I pray, go on, sit down, because uh, uh, it just all feels a bit awkward now. <laughs> so we just pray, and we, we welcome the Holy Spirit. We just say, come, Holy Spirit. And then you wait. You don't go blethering into a 10-minute prayer. You just say, come, Holy Spirit. And you pray with your eyes open. You pray with your eyes open for lots of good reasons. The biggest one is, to see what the Father's doing. And very often when I pray with someone, I, I, uh, God just speaks to me and I get to see more of what he's doing in that moment with that person. And sometimes when you pray with someone, as the Holy Spirit comes, you will see physical manifestations, physical things happening. Very often when someone prays for me, my eyelids tend to just it's a really girly word flutter and that's just kind of what happens I don't know why sometimes I might move slightly sway slightly sometimes there have been times when people have prayed for me when I've really kind of shaken I know there are some folks who um, who hit the deck they literally under the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit they give way and they go to the ground so it's really important if you're praying with someone in that way to have your eyes open because you get to catch them that's really good, so they don't hit the deck. I know lots of other people, as you pray for them, and as they receive the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit, that they just dead still, and nothing changes, and that's absolutely brilliant too. All that physical stuff is not the important thing. The important thing is what God is doing on the inside. That's always the important thing that's happening. So, we invite the Holy Spirit, and we wait. And then when you think it's right, you then begin to pray. But you, again, avoid praying lengthy prayers. If he's come for guidance, I pray, come Holy Spirit. I say, now God, would you just speak to Phil? Would you just show him? Would you speak clearly what you want him to do? That's it. And you just pray. Now, you don't fill it with loads and loads of words. Because the thing is, he's the one receiving, and it's the Holy Spirit who's the one who's giving. And we're just the waiter. He's the customer. We're the wait. I'm the waiter. He's the chef. He's the one who's going to deliver the goods. And so when we start filling the time and the energy and the, time and the prayer with words, we get in the way. And we don't want to get in the way of what God's wanting to do. So God's in the room right now and he's speaking to lots of individuals this morning right now. And he's wanting to really do business with several individuals this morning. And we want to give uh, space and time to honor the Holy Spirit and honor him and allow him to do what he wants to do. But we don't want to get in the way. We want to become a channel for him to meet um, to us as individuals so it's important that we look that we keep our eyes open and it's important that we ask and we keep asking the holy spirit what are you doing lord 
That is a great question to ask when you're praying. Is what, what's going on? What, what are you doing right now? What do you, what's happening? And sometimes as you're praying for people, God will give you revelation. He will speak to you for that person. And here's just some good guidance on that. Never pray in a way, thus saith the Lord. Okay, when you think God's saying something, I, if I was praying again for Phil, and I'm praying, and I sense God's sharing something to me for him, I would, I would often say, I could be wrong, mate, but I just think God might be, and then I say it. And I tell you, the number of time, most of the time you're right. Most of the time it is the Lord speaking. And often, when you give the word, uh, what tends to happen, if it is the Lord, it's like it just unlocks something. I've seen it hundreds of times as I've prayed with people. Hundreds of times where you just speak the words, it's like that is it. That's what the Lord is doing. That's what he's wanting to do in you and through you. It's just like it releases something. It's absolutely uh, incredible and it's incredibly exciting too. And then again, you just bless what you see God doing. Because God's the one doing it and we're just the ones who just bless what you're doing, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for who you are. We love you. Thanks for what's going on. And you just pray that. So you don't need to pray long stuff. Uh, you just need to uh, bless and be in tune with what the Holy Spirit is already doing. Now, when do you stop? You stop praying when they indicate that time's up, we're done. Okay, that's great. Thanks very much, blah de blah Or you might sense yourself, uh, you know, how are you doing? Sometimes, uh, sometimes I'm praying with someone, I'm like, I might actually cut in and say, how are you doing? Or I might even say, what's God doing? Because I'm not sure. And you can have that conversation too. Um, and sometimes it's kind of time just runs out and that, that's that. Now, sometimes if I'm praying with someone and I've prayed and I'm like, I haven't anything else to kind of say here or do here, I just sometimes actually walk away and just leave them because they're in his presence and it's between him and, and the Lord anyway. And, uh, and, and I just go. If I'm honest, sometimes I just get a bit bored and I want to get, want to get my hands on someone else. So, uh, so that's that. She tells the old hair goes down. She's struggling her hair. I love it. So, <laughs> point five is afterwards. What do you do afterwards? Well, it's, it's, it's important that you have the post, you do have the post-match interview. Okay, so it's like, so even if I have walked away, I'll come back. Mate, what was, what was God doing right there? Can you explain? Great, okay. So, you're going to do that this week then. That's great. That, that would be really good. Or, I think this week... I would really encourage you just to spend a bit more time in God's presence because I think he wants to go just even deeper. And so you have that afterwards. And it is important. And that they always, always go away feeling loved and feeling cared for. Okay? Just some pointers. Gender. It's really important that we, that if I was praying just me and someone else, it tends to nearly always be I'd pray for, for a guy, uh, otherwise you can pray for the opposite sex if there is a, uh, someone else. So if I was to pray for a lady, Chantel, or another lady would usually be with me. Not always, but that's just a good practice. And the reason being simply is that often that can be quite an emotional thing. God's doing a really emotional, it could be really, you know, 
And it's just really healthy and important that we keep ourselves uh, just being sensible there. Uh, eyes being watchful, we've said that. Hands being sensitive as to where we uh, lay our hands. And again, when it comes to healing, you know, if you're praying for someone's knee, then, then it might be appropriate to say, before you pray, it's always good to ask before, would you mind at some point, I'm just going to put my hand on your knee, is that okay? And you're just giving permission, you're asking the person's permission to do that. And uh, to, to do that, that would be good. Uh, to be open to what God's saying to you and cautious in the words in which we speak. May they always be loving. May they always be truthful. May they always, uh, n- may they never contradict what the Bible teaches and what the Bible says. That's very important that we say that. Uh, it's important to wait, to not rush in with our stuff, but to wait for the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and a, a couple of things. Sometimes when you pray for people, they might disclose something to you. They might tell you something that's incredibly personal and incredibly private. And it's important that you are very trusting with that information that they've given you. And, uh, and if it's something that needs to be uh, passed on uh, to ourselves or to their uh, life group leader, then that you do that. But you make them aware that you're going to do that as well. And um, have I missed anything? Personal cleanliness is always good, especially uh, if you've got bad breath. It's very important to pray with uh, having mints. True story, a friend of mine um, was being prayed for by someone and, and he just opened his eyes halfway through and said, mate, I'm really sorry, but your breath stinks and I, I just can't, I, I can't do this. It's a t- true story. Have I missed anything? Can you think of anything? Um, I just like being away at the conference, you know, it just made me think, you know, this some, this is for everyone. This is genuinely for everyone. And some of you are sitting thinking, I'm never going to pray for anyone. It's just really simple. You know, Paul's been quite comprehensive there in what he shared. But it is simply laying hands on someone saying, God, please come Holy Spirit. And then waiting and listening. And God might say something really simple to you. To you, it sounds simple. But to that person, it is totally amazing. Like, I'll just give you a quick example. Like, when Paul and I first got married, this... um, team came over from a vineyard in America and they were just praying for us and the staff team of our church at the time and we were standing together and this guy a young guy simply laid his hand on us and said as for me and my house we will serve the Lord it's a verse in the Bible and to him he probably thought oh you know that sounds really simple or straightforward but to me that was really amazing because we just got married and that was us saying together this is what God's going to do in our family so you know you're sitting thinking in your head oh that sounds really stupid or that sounds really straightforward but you've got no idea what that could unlock in the other person so if you feel like God's saying something just say it and if you're wrong it's okay it'll just fall to the ground you know what I mean so don't think it has to be some really deep meaningful thing God speaks in the simple things brilliant that's fantastic right we, we, we we're going to do this because everyone gets the play right so um, we could do this one of two ways but I think I'll just decide the way we're going to do this we're going to do similar to what what we did last week okay so uh, and we need lots of guinea pigs Okay, so if you 
would like to receive prayer for healing, for guidance, for, for any of the things that we mentioned earlier. And it would be great if you'd be willing, Johnny and Janine, if we could pray for you too, especially that would be great. Um, if you'd like prayer for anything, would you please stand? Great. We need a few more. Well done, Judith. Fantastic. Excellent. Okay, two or three more would be really helpful. Thanks. Goodness, I, I'd be first one up. I'll have a bit of prayer. Um, good stuff. Jess, could you knock? Because we're going to need you to pray. Sorry. <laughs> Brian, could you knock? Because we're going to need you to pray. <laughs> I'm like ticking you off now. Hannah, could you knock? Because we need you to pray. <laughs> okay, so we're going to need another two or three of you. Brilliant. Super. One more. Can we have just one more brilliant stuff? Okay. Great. Now, this is what I'd really love to happen. I just think this would be, this would be the ticket. If you have never prayed for someone before, or you have, but you're just a bit not sure, I would love you to do the praying this morning. And those of us who know what we're doing here, right, you are facilitators this morning. And I want you just to move around the room and make sure that people aren't doing anything weird like blowing in their faces or <laughs> giving them a wee kiss or something like that. Because we didn't, we didn't say that. Okay? So is that okay? So if, you, if you've never done this before but you want to have a crack at it or you're just a bit whatever, would you stand and would you go and find someone? Now, find someone, go where you sense God's called you to. So look at their beautiful, handsome, good-looking faces and go where you sense God's called you to. Go, church. Come on. Go. Brilliant. Okay. Now, other folks, other folks who can pray, know to pray, uh, make up the numbers, can we? Yes, I know. There's no one at the minute. There's some people that don't have anyone beside them. So can we go pray? That would be super. That would be brilliant. Ha yeah, girls, you go. Go on. Hannah, get up and go. I'm telling you now. Someone needs to pray for Anne. Girls, here, go and pray for Anne. That's it. Super. Now, if you don't know them, introduce yourself. Say, hi, my name's such and such. And, um, yeah, I'm going to coach you through this, folks, so you're a bit nervous. I can sense that. That's okay. Ask him the question, what is it that you've come for? What would you like prayer for? That's good. Okay. Now, 
now you know, begin to pray. And as you do it, remember, pray with your eyes open. Put your hand either where it hurts or somewhere appropriate and just say, with your eyes open, come Holy Spirit. And then just wait. And with your eyes open, just look at the person that you're praying for. Just look at them. And you're asking the Lord, what, what are you doing? What are you wanting to do? This is wonderful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That's it. That's it. The Lord is here. And he's just gently meeting with his people. This is wonderful. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for what you're doing. And bless you. And as you're praying... Pray the thing they've asked you to. And again, with eyes open, I know for some of us it, it, it's weird because you're so used to praying with your eyes shut. Um, but just ask the Lord, what, what is it that you're doing, Lord? What is it that you want to say? And if you feel like God's given you something, then, uh, then just speak it. Just speak it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Isn't this exciting? God lets us in on the act. He lets us have a go. He trusts us and entrusts us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing, Lord. The Lord is all over this room and he's just doing a really deep work in many folks some of us who are, we, we feel deeply uncomfortable with this or just a wee bit uncomfortable with this uh, uh, I'm sorry that it feels that way and I would just encourage you if that is you is to either talk to us afterwards if you've got questions if you've got concerns again come talk to us but what I would ask is that you just see what the Lord is doing and ask the person or people that are just really receiving now from the Lord. What was going on? What, what happened to you? And just see. Because it's ultimately the fruit of what God's doing that is important.
We thank you, Lord, that you're with us. We thank you. We're past time. Um, if you're done or you would like to go, go get your kids. Uh, go grab a coffee. But at the same time, we're still ministering to others, so please be respectful and of what's going on. Thank you, Lord.